Let's dive into Jason Tatum's assist against Toronto and why they were really, really good. Plus, mailbag questions and answers right now on a Friday Locked On Celtics podcast. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, it's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, and thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Really do appreciate that. Monday through Friday, I'm here for you. Uh, remember, Lockdown Celtics is free, which is great. Uh, available on all platforms, which is nice, and on YouTube, which is amazing, as if I do say so myself. Uh, every episode's available on LockdownCeltics.com. If you missed anything, check it out there. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a, tasty, a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it, and I'm loving all of the questions you all sent into johncorrales.com slash mailbag. Uh, I do get a lot of questions. I unfortunately I'm not able to answer all of them all the time, but please send them in. I'm very happy to get them and answer them as often as I can. And every so often I'll drop a mailbag episode like this. Uh, so I'll, I'll save some of the more fun questions for later. Some of the more specific questions for the second, like defense specific things. And then the first one where people want to talk trades and stuff like that. Before I get to that, I do want to just make you aware of a piece that I wrote on Boston Sports Journal, which looks into the aggressiveness of Jason Tatum. And I thought the against Toronto and against Dallas, Tatum has been especially um, aggressive and attacking and decisive and and really in control of the offense. Now things aren't perfect, certainly not, but the assists that I saw against. Toronto, I was like, you know, there he was really good. And I took a closer look and I realized that almost all of them involved a paint touch. So he had seven assists, five of them involved paint touches, two of them were basically in transition. He had the one really nice lefty push ahead up to Robert Williams for a dunk. And then in transition, when he basically before he got to the paint, just a little dump off to Dennis Schroeder, uh, basically uh for a layup. So all the other half court uh, assists were the result of paint touches, which really is an awesome development. And considering how decisive and aggressive he was against Dallas and considering that this was, look, they were, they were important games, important wins. Now he only had a couple of assists against Dallas, but the Celtics did miss a lot. Um, the, the level of aggressiveness, pushing, getting into the middle of the paint, drawing defenses and kicking out is really important because if he's just moving the ball, anybody, I could stand there, catch the ball and swing it over to Jalen Brown at the top of the key and get an assist when he hits a shot. That's, that's easy. I can do that. Uh, but getting past the defender, which I most certainly cannot do, 
and getting into the middle of the lane, drawing a defense, and then making the right read and kick out and creating an open shot for your teammates, that is exactly what the Celtics want Tatum to do. If he plays the way he played against Toronto just forever, then Tatum will be in a lot of a lot of conversations for all NBA and, and maybe more just because he'll make the shots. I'm not talking about the results of the shots. The shots that he gets, I think, are, are fine if he can continue to play that level, uh, create at the level that he was creating. That, that I think, is, is exactly where the Celtics want him to be and where he needs to be when the rest of his game is, is, is all together. Whew. This type of creator that Tatum was in that game was great. So check it out on Boston Sports Journal. Uh, lots of you know videos or gifs that that illustrate the point. And uh, yeah, so check it out on bostonsportsjournal.com. Let's get into some of these questions because, um, like I said, I want I do want to answer the questions that people send in. Starting with Andrew C. What's up with the Celtics transition defense? Seems like every time we had something to cheer about in the Garden. Uh, this was after the Raptors game. The Seas gave up an easy bucket, which is entirely, absolutely true. Uh, in fact, I, I would almost say like the inverse. They had to answer every easy bucket with something that made the team, made the fans cheer because Toronto was really um, pushing it. In fact, I asked Ime about that that transition defense. That was my question to, to Ime Odoka after the game. And he said, he, he did make a good point that they got sloppy with the turnovers and they got a little chirpy with the refs and that put a lot of pressure on the transition defense. When Dennis Schroeder is turning the ball over up high, it's hard to get back. Like those are just going to lead to transition buckets. The Celtics transition defense is bad anyway. So what you should be watching for is the guy on the weak side when the Celtics are, you know, Celtics put up a shot. That guy on the weak side on the wing has to be the one getting back. So just if you remember, glance. So whatever the, the, the guys are in the perimeter, let's just say Jason Tatum takes a shot from the right wing. And on the left side, it's Josh Richardson. Once that shot goes up, if Richardson is not crashing, then he has to get back. Like he can't just stand there and watch. I understand there's, uh, the potential for a long rebound, but he needs to, if they spe- like he needs to understand who's in front of him, but he also needs to be, you're the one that's getting back. You have to do it. And very often, a lot of those guys just stand and watch and then get back after they realize the other team has secured the rebound, which too late, that's going to be a transition bucket. And some of that is guys aren't used to it. Some of, some of it is guys are a little bit lazy sometimes. Some of it is, you know, something else, but that's the that's when the transition defense is is bad. That's the first thing to watch for. Second thing to watch for is chirping with the refs and not getting back. If that if that happens, then you you know you're gonna you're gonna see some problems. Uh, and Tatum is a big big offender with that. Like when he gets really really frustrated with the refs, he's he's a major offender uh, with that. But against Toronto, I think a little bit of that, and I, I do think Ime was right. Turnovers at the top when it's when it's your point guard turning the ball over, there's just no getting back on that. You're you're basically 
it's a it's a matter of just who's fastest because it's just one line of people and who can be the fastest. And generally, it's tough to get back and in position, even though that guy's dribbling and you should be faster without the ball. It's tough to get back there. So, um, let's get into a couple of similar questions here to wrap up this segment. One from Chaz. Chaz R. Uh, who asks, uh, I feel like Tatum and Brown, but Tatum for his game against the Mavs. This came in after the Mavs game. They both need to start being the guys defending the best players in crunch time late game situations. Uh, I get that Smart Smart and Josh are proven veterans. Uh, They're great defenders who are too small, in my opinion, to contest. This was against Luka. I also wish the Jays would um, would, would be like, let me have him. I want to guard him. And then a separate question here from Nate who says, do you think there's any merit to putting Tatum on players on opposing teams less likely to dribble drive? Our paint defense was so much improved uh, with Tatum without Tatum showing the way to the hoop. He's basically saying that Tatum uh, tends to get beat off of the dribble, and so Tatum being more of a defensive liability, let's keep him in a place to maybe not... So these are related because my answer is kind of intertwined in between these. So yes, I do think that in certain situations you you do want Tatum's length on somebody. I, I didn't go back and watch that final play. I didn't see who Tatum was guarding. But you do want to also be able to switch in those final minutes. One of the reasons why Udoka was so gung-ho on the switch-everything defense was at some point you want to be able to switch, 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 switch so you keep everybody in front of you and force them to make tough shots. Luka made a tough shot. Defending that shot was tough. You could even say that he he really extended that arm out when he – no one's going to call that in that situation, but he did extend the arm to clear himself some space. That's just going to happen. Uh, but – in that situation, there were three guys. Josh, I think, contested it fairly well. Nothing you can do. I don't think Tatum getting up there and contesting that would have made much of a difference. But yeah, I think there are some situations where Tatum starting out as as defending maybe the opposing guy. who depends on who this, the opposing guy is. But at the same time, Tatum's strength is as a help defender. So I think when you're trying to match strength versus strength, if Tatum's strength is as a help defender, then you do want him, as Nate suggested, off the guy who's dribbling. The point of that defense was to try to get Luka to pass the ball and maybe have Tatum in a a help position to get in there with his length to tip the ball. So you have Smart, who is a tremendous defender and height doesn't generally bother him. Richardson, who can be a really good defender and can be athletic and get up. Uh, but yeah, I understand that Tatum is taller, but he he doesn't have that same lateral quickness and, and he can get beat off the dribble. So personally, in an ideal situation, yeah, Tatum on in, in some cases, in some cases, I think it would have to be specific matchups. Yes, Tatum. Maybe Tatum on Durant would be a good matchup rather than somebody else because you know Durant... As much as Smart is a bulldog, Tatum on Durant to kind of bother some of that length, use his length to – nobody bothers Durant, but that type of situation. Mostly I want him off the ball. 
Jalen, I would want him on the ball a little bit more. He is a better on-ball defender. So I think I would want Jalen. If Jalen was available in that Dallas game, you might have seen Jalen pick up Luka. And you could have gotten some help from somewhere else. But Jalen's better at that. And Tatum's better off the ball. So if I was going to say which one of these Jays is going to be a primary defender on a situation, a last-second shot, here comes Luka Doncic, you want to do something, it's, it's Jalen that I would pick. And he's, he's smaller, he's not quite as long, but he's better. And, and I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. It depends. So much of this is situational. Up next, people want to talk trades. Oh, the TPE. My, I just searched TPE in my email and email after email after email after email. I'll answer a couple of those questions when I come back. First, today's episode of Lockdown Celtics is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. It has always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group. Uh, there will be defend- dependable Wi-Fi and... Plenty of fries, which people love. People love the McDonald's fries. So uh, whether you're studying at school and you want to go get something affordable to eat while you're studying and and hop onto their Wi-Fi, or be like me, sometimes I want to get up and get out of the house, you can grab your laptop, go sit there and have a coffee. Their coffee's pretty good, actually. So check it out. Uh, McDonald's, you know, you can always look forward to stopping in. Uh, It's uh, during a long road trip. You know when you see those arches, you know exactly what you're getting. Uh, so you can feel good going in there so you can rest and refuel go to McDonald's maybe I can go to McDonald's with you one day and we can watch a Celtics game together somebody say locked on Celtics watch party I'm loving it today's show is also brought to you by bet online bet online is back and better than ever before with an all-new web interface and it is the number one spot for your basketball and football action more props odds and lines than ever before Use the promo code Locked On when you sign up. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Whatever you throw in there, 200 bucks. Use the promo code Locked On. They will give you a $100 welcome bonus on your first deposit. So basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, all there. Take advantage of all the amazing offers there at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Hey, thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make your second listen to Locked On NBA podcast? It's hosted by a number of people. We've got rotating hosts all week. I host the Wednesday show with Jake Madison. Really do appreciate you guys listening. Wherever your podcast exists, wherever you get your podcast, <laughs> or on YouTube. All right, let's hop into the uh, mailbag again. We've got uh, a couple of questions here. In fact, I- I'll just read all three. One from Leo V. He says, TPE time. Too soon? Wancho's a no-show. Richardson? Meh. Schroeder? One and done. Young guys? DNPs? Who can the Celtics realistically target, not named Simmons, to really improve this team? with playmaking, shooting, something of value. Uh, George asks, do you think the Celtics should use the Fournier TPE to get a young and talented player they could add, they, 
They could add Marcus Smart to get Simmons. Yes, no, why? Uh, and in that range, there are players like DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Malik Beasley, Christian Wood. And then James asks, uh, the recent talk has been about the performances of Jalen Jason, how they are not a path to success. I don't know where you got that from, but if talent drives results in the league, then is it reasonable to ask more about the surrounding talent and trying to bash the two players who put the team in the conversation for relevancy? You must be listening to a whole lot of sports talk radio. Uh, what needs to happen to deliver on the potential of this team? And you're listening, James, from Sydney, Australia. Love the Aussies. Plenty of Aussies listening to this show. Love you all. Love all the international listeners. So amazing. Like, when we talk about, like, things that humble you, like, I, I am very humbled by the fact that there's such a large international audience. It's like, whoa, you're all listening to me? Oof, I, I better bring it because <laughs> if you're listening to me, then I got to be good for all of you. So you, you guys take a lot of time out of your day. And the, the international fans, I say it often, really, really dedicated because these games are on at weird times ungodly times sometimes. And I, I really appreciate you special place in my heart for the Aussies though. Some, some friends I've developed, um, down there in Australia. I'm looking forward to someday visiting. All right, let's get to the answers of this question. So TPE, is it too soon? No, not really too soon. I think that this thing is going to be there and you have to look at what are we realistically looking at? Uh, I, I do think that as much as I advocated for Juancho Hernan Gomez as a potential flyer. Okay. So you made the trade. You took the flyer. Didn't work. It's not working. Uh, I don't know why, but it's not working. And I think, well, I can tell you why I could probably tell you why it's because he hasn't shown the ability to pick up any of the defensive schemes. And I don't think he would trust throwing him out there because he's just not a good defender. And that's, that's just it. Um, we'll see if Richardson can step up. I know Schroeder's going to be gone. Uh, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that at some point the young guys will get some minutes. But my my only my only TPE target right now that I think of is like just the most obvious one would be Terrence Ross of Orlando. He makes twelve point five million dollars this year, eleven point five million next year. So he's on a descending contract. He's under contract for one more year. It's it's easy to throw. Orlando, um, a, some something of value that could make them feel good about whatever you, you know. He he's going to be a, a sought after trade chip at the deadline. I think think Terrence Ross can be can be very helpful. I think he's going to be a very obvious guy that moves at the deadline. So I would like to see the Celtics get in on him. It, he's notorious Celtics killer. So why not get? Him, I mean, get Ish Smith while you're at it if you're going to hoard Celtics killers. But I think Terrence Ross can be a good a good addition to this team. So uh, Ben Simmons, though, is out. I think DeJounte Murray, Derek White. Like Derek White and Marcus Smart are basically the same type of player. Uh, I don't think you're going to get Simmons at all. I don't want Ben Simmons. I'm just kind of done with that whole thing. I was never a big Ben Simmons fan. Christian Wood is such an interesting name because he is really, really good, but what's happening in Houston and, and, you know, I should, I should probably bring Jackson Gatlin who hosts locked on, uh, locked on rockets and one of the, and Thursday's locked on NBA. Uh, I, I should probably bring him in to talk Christian Wood because Christian Wood is a guy that I think would be, I mean, 
I think most teams, when when it, whenever he does come available, and he might at some point, I think most teams would really like dig in, hoping to get him. So Christian Wood, not this year. It's not going to happen this year, I don't think. But it's possible. It's out there somewhere. But uh, and as for like the last question, I, I don't think. I don't think that there's there's pressure on Jalen and Jason. People want to talk about them, and they'll get a lot of the criticism. They'll get a lot of the criticism. But um, I, I, I think that the whole conversation does have to be around the surrounding talent. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics do use a traded player exception. One underrated way that they could use it, I talked about it last year when they had the Hayward traded player exception. I wouldn't be surprised if they used it to just kind of facilitate other trades and pick up some assets. So if they're not going to get, let's say they don't get Terrence Ross. Let's say they don't get one of these other guys that was mentioned. Let's just pretend that Christian Wood does get moved to another team. But whatever team, or let's use it. I think a better example would be Ben Simmons does move, but the Celtics get involved somehow. And maybe this is like a side story of the Simmons trade rumor that we've been hearing, well, not trade rumor, the story that may be part of the conversation that Brad Stevens is, is throwing out there at Daryl Morey is, Hey, okay, we're not going to give you Jalen Brown, but look, we got a couple of pieces here that maybe can help facilitate a deal. You don't want to give up too much. You want to get somebody back. You might need a third team. We've got a couple of pieces that are tradable. We've got some salary here that's tradable. Wancho can go. Schroeder can go. Um, you have the traded player exception. If you need a third team, let's just talk. We have assets that can help facilitate this. Grease the wheels a little bit. And, and in exchange, the Celtics get a bunch of draft picks or maybe a useful role player that has to be included due to salary. You know, that type of thing. So... Don't rule that out. That's a very underrated way for them to use the traded player exception. So just keep that in mind when you're uh, discussing TPEs. It might not just be for a guy to help the Celtics. All right, up next, we're going to have a little fun. A little fun. People ask me uh, about who I could beat one-on-one on the Celtics. The answer is nobody, but there is still also another answer. That's going to come up next. First, I got to talk to you about Built Bar, which I love Built Bars. I think they're delicious. And, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. It's, what, in a couple of weeks? And we're, we're all going to be eating, right? We're going to have our turkey. We're going to have our stuffing. Maybe you're just looking for a way to cut out some of the calories that you, you want to have what you want to have, but you don't want to go too crazy. So why not bring a Built Bar to Thanksgiving? And instead of the pie which can have upwards of 300 calories or more, you can have a Built Bar, which is like 130 calories or so with only four grams of sugar and plenty of protein. So put down the coconut cream pie, have a coconut Built Bar. Put down the raspberry pie, have a raspberry Built Bar. You're low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. Bring a few, spur around. Somebody, Maybe somebody in the family's trying to be healthy, but they still want to have something delicious to eat. Share it. They're covered in 100% chocolate. It's a great option for when you're hungry. Go for a Built Bar. Uh, new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving regularly at Built.com. So check the site often. And there's going to be a big, big Black Friday event. So mark your calendar. You can use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off 
every time. So go back often, use that 15% off code LOCK15 to make sure you're getting the best deal at Built.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Hey, thank you for making the Locked On Celtics podcast your first listen every day. How about making Locked On Bets your second listen every day? They will uh, give you uh, the edge potentially on whatever bet. If you're going to bet online and placing a few wagers, Check out the Locked On Bets podcast with Lee Sterling and your boy Q. They have 12 out of their last 14 weeks are winning weeks. They are on fire. Check them out. And who knows? Maybe you get a couple extra bucks. Buy a built bar or something. (laughs) Wherever podcasts exist, uh, check them out. All right, let's have some fun here a little bit. Starting with Zachariah, who says, we'll we'll ease into this. Uh, Al Horford playing this well. What are the chances you think uh, of him making... All-star, all-NBA, all-defensive teams. Not all-NBA, not the all-star team, but all-defense, I think he has a shot. I think he has a shot at one of those all-defense teams. I think it's going to tail off a little bit, but, you know, hey, when you got a 35-year-old dude out there blocking shots like he has, he he might have a shot. I, I don't think he makes any of those teams. If I am placing a bet, if you're telling me here's 10 bucks, yes or no, I'm going to say no, but he has an outside shot at the all-defense teams just because of... He's blocking shots big. Everybody sees the block shots. Um, and it's a story. He at doing it at his age, it's a a you know a bigger kind of deal. So who knows? Maybe. Uh, Andrew asks over under on uh, of Tatum off the backboard passes this season at point five. <laughs> I'm going to take the over. I'm going to let's go nuts. Let's take the over. Uh, this came after what was it? The Orlando game where Tatum got fouled and he just kind of threw it up and it went off the backboard. It almost looked like he was throwing, I don't know if he was throwing that assist to Jalen or not, but uh, I think, I think there will be, I think there will be one off the backboard Tatum to Brown dunks at some point this season. I'm, I'm, I'll put my money on that for sure. All right, Aaron, (laughs) which player on the current Celtics roster do you think you could beat in a game of one-on-one or if none, which player on the current Celtics roster would you pick to play a game of one-on-one where the loser gets shoulder-checked by Jokic going full speed? Um, I I don't – well, I mean, I would lose. The answer is right now, obviously, I, I couldn't beat anybody one-on-one. You got to have to remember, I'm 48. <laughs> I'm, I'm not young anymore, and so I couldn't beat anybody – I couldn't beat Ime Udoka uh, one-on-one. I couldn't beat anybody one-on-one. But let's rewind. Let's go back to my prime. Let's go back to when I was young and dunking on people, which I did do. Um, Even then, even in my absolute prime when I was a pro, we have to understand that NBA is like a different stratosphere. Like – if basketball ability is measured in altitude, like my basketball ability was like a plane flying at 35,000 feet. NBA level is like space station orbiting the earth. Like that's just a much different level. I couldn't get up there. Uh, and so, but the answer is Ennis Cantor. So that's, that's the answer. 
I'll beat Ennis Cantor every day on one-on-one. Um, Mike, I love this question. Besides your homies, Jam, Jay, Jake Madison, who like uh, Jay King and, and Sam Packard, who are my former co-hosts here and now podcast Anything Potable at, at The Athletic, Jake Madison, who I co-host Locked on NBA with on uh, Wednesdays, said, who would be your ideal co-host if you had to do an NBA-wide episode and wanted it to be as funny as possible? So if we're picking from current podcast hosts, first of all, I will say that, and I'm not just saying this to just plug the network, but if, if I could just record our, we have like a weekly Zoom call with a bunch of the guys on the, on the NBA channel, and there's always like seven or eight guys in there. Those are always hilarious. Um, and we can't put them out for obvious reasons. Uh, they are not for public consumption, but I think we could do one for public consumption that would be very good. But outside, I, I will say Zach Harper, who's at Talk Hoops on, on Twitter, is one of the funniest guys um, podcasting-wise that I've ever podcasted with. Way, way, way back when we were both just getting started, Zach and I and Jared Wade and, and Ray Moraldi and a few other people, we did a, we did a podcast. Oh, what the hell was it called? There was like, seriously, like six or seven of us. It was like, it was like the basketball podcast Wu-Tang Clan. There's just members everywhere. And that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I think Zach is really funny. Um, and, and I would, I think if I were to do a pod, now he's on the athletic now, so they're, they're doing their podcasts and all that stuff. But, uh, I think, I think Zach, Zach would be a fun guy to, uh, to podcast with. Here's, here's the issue. Like with me doing a podcast and not issue, but I'm also a beat writer. So there are multiple sides to me and basketball and my personality. I kind of have to play it a little straight when it comes to things I want to say, things that I can say, uh, because, you know, if I'm podcasting and I get way off the rails or way too irreverent, then, you know, maybe somebody tweets about it. Maybe somebody, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just joking about something, but it, it comes off in a way that some people may find unprofessional or whatever. You know, you know, when you're trying to have fun and just like really goof around some of these podcasts, the funnier basketball podcasts can really go off the rails and you can really say some stuff that's like in the context of that podcast, it's like hilarious. But when I have to go there and, and like look these guys in the face every day, it's they, they might not find some of these things so funny. So I do have to play it kind of straight when I'm podcasting. And so my podcasts for, for this show are very much more straightforward, much more informational. So I tap into my basketball expertise side with the stuff that I used to learn when I, what I used to do when I played and the stuff that I've learned along the way, uh, the way I, I see basketball, the way I, I can feel the game, like just from a player perspective, certainly not from an NBA player perspective, but from a, a person who puts in the work and all of that stuff. So that's my niche. That's where I fit. And that's where the show fits. And so, yeah, I mean, if I, if I did bring in more co-hosts or stuff like that, we could joke around a little bit more, but I still have to like, there, there is certainly a line. Maybe that line changes someday. Uh, who knows? I don't know. And, and there can certainly be an evolution of the show or potentially 
a, se- a second show. There's nothing that says I have to do this show only. I can maybe do a different show. Who knows how the future, what the future brings, but as far as, look, it's sports. It's supposed to be fun. Why not have some fun? And I, I fully endorse like everybody's podcasting. I think some, some people out there have done some really wild, like the, some of the weird Celtics Twitter guys when, when that was really in its heyday. We're doing some really kind of bizarre, almost experimental type of stuff. And it was so funny. So funny. Um, yeah, I love it. I, I love everybody's podcast. I think I think there are so many Celtics podcasts out there that that offer something. I I, I know I'm I'm part of Locked On and like I hope I say first listen. I want you to listen to this Locked On Celtics first, but there are plenty of other podcasts that, that exist that are great. Um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm friends or at least friendly with most of the people who do these shows. It's everybody's got a passion. Everybody loves the sport. And if any of that helps you enjoy the sport a little bit more then great. Cause my goal always is to try to find a way to make you enjoy basketball and specifically Celtics basketball a little bit more, maybe by teaching you something, maybe by ranting about something, maybe by having some fun about something, whatever it is. I hope that by listening to the show, it just adds to your enjoyment of a beautiful game. I think it's the best game in the world and a team with the history and, and players that are just fun and, and exciting. So yeah, hopefully you're enjoying it. So if you are enjoying it and you, this is your first time listening, then please subscribe. This is a Monday through Friday show, Monday through Friday daily. It's free. Yes. I'm going to read you some ads. That's the payoff that, that if you're, if you are paying me anything, it's listening to the ads, maybe using a promo code every once in a while. So they know the ads are working, but that's all I'm going to do. It's free. It's daily. Uh, and it's on YouTube. Watch me. Hey, what's up? How you doing on YouTube? And if you are a subscriber, share the podcast if you enjoy it. Tell other people that you enjoy it. And uh, that tell them that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.